Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It's the list in your boy. It's number 210. It is April 14th, and it is the day before I have an evening off, Jimmy. Really? Yes, man. I, I was gonna take. I was gonna take last night off, and then I ended up filming like six figure haul videos. So you slacker, taking time off from your job. Yes, um, <laughs> and, and we're being told that our our live chat is disabled, and I don't know why. I'm gonna fix that. But Jimmy, tell tell the people what you're doing. Tell the people what's up. Uh, what's up? So I am back under uh, lockdown in uh, Toronto, <laughs> Ontario, Canada. So as you can see, I'm in my wonderful home office. I'm fortunate I have a home office, but I'm, uh, I'm in my home office. Uh, really not happy with the government. You know what happened today, Sean? What's that? Today they had to close a bunch of vaccine clinics because they ran out again. Oh. Yeah, oh, Justin Trudeau, good. kudos, bud. I'm trying to figure out how to enable live chat for this, and I don't, I don't see how. It just kicked off at some point. Anybody who knows how to re-enable that, uh, hit me with a DM because I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how that how that's going to work. But do you think uh, we have to like stop the live stream and start it again? Probably, probably knowing us. But no, you know not what? knowing us, knowing you, not knowing no, knowing me. Yeah, yeah, knowing me. It's not YouTube fucking up at all. Uh, because oh well. Uh, what, what do we got on the docket today, Jimmy? Well, can you believe, and I, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it. Jake Paul, Ben Askren, who you got? 
Hmm. Oh, uh, never mind. I found out some for some reason uh, this was listed as uh, a a stream for kids. I oh. see. I don't know why that happened, but uh, guys, you should be able to to refresh and and you'll be good to go. There you go. You're you're good to go. Um, I mean, I we could talk. I, look, my my son gave me some. Uh, some building blocks today. He gave me some there of these. There you go. What, you know what? And, I got action uh, figures all over the place. Got a signature series, WWF. Thing. And check this out, Sean. Check this out. My daughter worked hard on this. So this is like this kind of fancy clay. Yeah. And isn't it amazing? Because this is just like Lily, Alexa Bliss's new doll. It looks better. It looks just like it. Yeah. Looks better. And ironically uh, uh, enough, my, my daughter's name is Lily too. Well, we're good now. Uh, apologies go. for that, guys. I don't know what YouTube is doing. Please leave a thumbs up. Please donate a super chat. Please subscribe. Also, we had Alex's first NXT review last night. It was a massive success. Over 10,000 of you watched it across Periscope, YouTube, and, and downloaded it. Thank you all so much for that because that it just Alex has worked here for a long time. He's worked very hard, and I'm so happy to see you guys supporting this show uh, so now support ours. Give us your money. Leave us thumbs up, and we'll talk about your. We'll read your questions or statement on the air. Uh, I think Ben Askren's going to win. I think uh, Paul by decision. It's an eight really? round fight. Yeah, it's an eight round fight. Uh, Jake Paul's not knocking Ben Askren out. I don't think Ben Askren's st- uh, striking is good enough. So I think uh, Paul's going to do enough to win rounds. He's going to pull the Mayweather and here win an eight round decision. I get stuff like this from my daughter all the time. See, she makes stuff like that. And this one says, to dad, lots of love. Love, Lily. See that right there? Look at that, Sean. I get stuff. Yes. I've got stuff like that all over my office, man. All over. That's fantastic. Yep. Um, so we got a couple super chats already. Josh B17 says, hi, guys. Do you see Roddy Strong go into the main roster? Or do you think this is an NXT storyline bit? I think it's an NXT storyline bit, and I think it's going to be a good one. That is on my list today, Roderick Strong. I absolutely think it's storyline. How often do you see guys quit uh, publicly on television because they're getting called up? Yes. So Um, it's storyline. I do think it's funny because Triple H and Shawn Michaels on the the media calls are like, well, everybody loses around here and they just think they're going somewhere else. Weird. When people lose on Raw and SmackDown, you don't think they're going anywhere else. And I was like, what a a false equivalence that is. Because people do lose on their way out of NXT usually, unless they just vacate a title, which is also dumb. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy, how many times have we seen somebody lose three matches in a row or just their last match before they get drafted to another brand? It happens every single year. They do that. They call the time honor tradition. Yes. So they absolutely, I mean, it, you know, this goes back and we're going to talk about Hunter later and something that he said about Vince, which is stupid. Uh, oh boy, we're, we're seeing more and more of the public narrative, not matching reality out of triple H. And it's disappointing. I, I used to look at him as being a, a breath of fresh air. He would do media calls, talking to wrestling media, which Vince McMahon would never do. Uh, but now he's kind of going by the way of Vince and it's unfortunate, man. I, I guess you do what you got to do to follow that money, you know? Yeah, uh, pretty well. It's just, I, I heard that and it was him and Shawn Michaels, which I love at them adding Shawn Michaels in the media calls. But him saying something like that, or them saying, oh, well, people don't act like that every time somebody loses another brand. Stop stop treating us like we're stupid. This is hitting McMahon territory of, of treating us like we, we don't know what we're talking about. And like we, we don't sit here and watch the product because we do. How um, can you possibly justify 
having WWE's Twitter account post oh. a clip of Dabakato at WrestleMania and say, who is this man? I watched that man twist the dude's dick off on Raw Underground last year, Jimmy. I responded to the WWE Twitter with a link to their own profile of Dabakato on their own <laughs> website. Like, how can That's... you how can you insult? And and this is one of these, these things where I always say, anybody watching this who is a very devout WWE fan, devotes everything WWE does, gets mad at Sean and I when we're critical of WWE, how can you possibly defend WWE insulting our intelligence to that degree that they post on their Twitter, who is that man, when everybody knows who that is? How, yep. do, you, how do you defend that? You don't. You no, don't. you don't. You don't. You Commander don't Aziz, Sean, Commander Aziz. Mm, it's He's very, in a military jacket now. It's very 1991 WWF, isn't it? Yes. And I bring, bring him now. Now, granted, 1991 WWF, that was way worse because that was the Iron Sheik. Former now, WWF you're right. You're right. Now, I, I, I will say that I have a very vague recollection of them on television acknowledging it was the Iron Sheik. I have a vague recollection. But the problem is, it's a vague recollection, meaning that they didn't drive the point home. They didn't make it very clear. This is former WWF champion, the Iron Sheik, who Hulk Hogan beat for the title. Uh, and now we're calling him Colonel Mustafa. So there are a lot of similarities to it. But Dabakato was just on television last year. He, yeah. he was featured in a movie on uh, as part of their Netflix deal. Yeah. He, was a, he was a focal point of Raw Underground, this guy. Like, yeah. what are you doing posting a Twitter saying, who is this man? This shit drives me crazy, Sean, that they do stuff like this. Yeah. You know? So, I, just, I just got a very important message in. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, it is regarding the Ivalice uh, situation. And yeah. uh, Can we talk about it? Yeah. You know what? I'll give it to you guys on the air. How about that? Um, so she posted, let me, let me set read it up. The, yeah. Yeah. Let me read the quote. Uh, Cause I, I, I don't, I didn't give you media today because Sean's hosting and I, I just didn't want to bog you down, but yeah. I have the quote. So today, April 14th, Eva Lee's posted on Twitter quote, history repeats itself. Unfortunately, I speak up about mistreatment and get let go. That's life. Unquote. And what I was going to say to Sean was, is she her own worst enemy? Because it seems that this keeps happening to her. But I'll I'll turn it to you. Okay, so um, I got to say, Eva Lise and I have always had a, a very positive working relationship. Done numerous interviews with her. Always been cool to me. Always been uh, good to me. Didn't have any negative interactions with her. Although you know that reputation did precede her. I, I would be lying if I said that. I didn't have numerous wrestlers that had said stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know what? Cool to me, but most, most wrestlers like that are going to be cool to me anyway. But that, that's neither here nor there. My, my only negative interaction with Ivelisse came after I reported the Thunder Rosa story. And I reached out to both of them, got on the record comments. She didn't believe it was on the record. But quite frankly, my history is you say off the record, it's off the record. And I'm not going to report it. I'll get that info elsewhere. I just heard from her about this and it was not specified off the record. So I feel like um, I can, I can talk about it. She said, I spoke up about mistreatment from a coach, even to other women too. And there were witnesses and I was the one suspended and left in limbo and let go. And nothing has been uh, done about the entire time. She said, uh, someone was slandering my name the entire time in AEW and doing everything to sabotage my position there. I kept quiet. 
but they also have a history of getting involved with uh, officials in order to get ahead, which there was a lawsuit about in the past and another promotion. Now she did name that person to me. I'm going to do, do the fair thing and reach out to that person uh, before I say that. But about a month ago, I had reached out to AEW talent and officials about Eva Lee and her status in in AEW. She had not been around for a while, and I had been told she was not at the tapings. She had not been at the tapings, and several high high level talent were saying she's not going to be at the tapings. Now, I, I feel like it was later that week. Let me let me just make sure when. Okay, I reached out to her on April first, and I was like, "Hey, are you still with AEW?" And she said, yes, I am still with AEW. Now, this was a solid week after I had been told by probably a half dozen talent, she ain't coming back. She's not going to be back. She's suspended. Um, I think I was actually told before, um, maybe before the pay-per-view, or no, it was before St. Patrick's Slam that she had been suspended. And when I asked about why she was suspended, I was told it was disagreements with agents. Now, I had heard of one specific instance last year with Jerry Lynn, but I I can't speak to the context of that. I have heard some context about it, but I've not heard that from Jerry and I've not heard that from Eva Lee. So I don't feel like it's fair for me to throw that context out there, second, third hand, whatever. But I was told there was a disagreement there. I was told that some of that stuff had continued. I don't know if it was with him or other agents, but um, that's what led to this from what I understand. Now, um, that jives. It does very much seem like a two sides to each story thing right here, mm-hmm. because the way that Eva Lee is telling me is that <clears throat> she thinks that coaches agents didn't treat her well. Um, AEW feels like she didn't treat the coaches or agents well. So it does very much seem like there was some irreconcilable differences here between those two sides. And I think that Eva Lee is a, a supremely talented performer i she was one of my favorite things about lucha underground her and helico and son of havoc and when you look at this it's like okay where where else is there i mean i know that she'll still get bookings and all that stuff but mm-hmm. um when wdb had a tryout for her a couple of years so she's not blackballed from there but i mean she is effectively out of AEW right now not to say that nothing can ever get better people mm-hmm. can improve their relationships and they can improve all that stuff. And, and I hope that she does that, but obviously there were some issues at times. We saw it on the screen with Thunder Rosa. We saw that play out, but yeah, it's too bad because again, going into her run there, people talked about her reputation. Yeah. Uh, And, and now here we are again. And so it's unfortunate, but like you said, you know, you, you've got one side, you don't have the other side yet. Uh, it's too bad, man. It's too bad. She's not getting any younger either. Right? What, what's her, uh, what's her age? I mean, she's not getting any younger. What's that mean? in in the terms of wrestling these days, she's, she's like 33. Oh, okay. She's, she's still good. pretty young. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, best of luck to her. Hopefully she gets an opportunity somewhere, you know? Um, now I asked you about Jake Paul, Ben Askren, which is going to be on the Triller app this weekend. Takes me to my next point. And Sean off the air said, uh, make sure that we cover this one. And I, I already had a plan. So it was announced today that Triller Net, which is the parent company of the Triller app, has acquired Fight TV. Um, I asked Sean, can you find out a number for me? And because and, the press release didn't say that. And he said he was going to look it up. Um, 
this it's very clear why they're doing this. So if anybody's not familiar with Triller, Triller's biggest competitor is TikTok. And the biggest difference, and I'm not a user, but I, I do my research. The biggest difference between Triller and TikTok is that Triller allows you on the fly to turn your video clip into a music video. So they can add background music and whatnot. They've been losing market share to TikTok. They then decided that they want to differentiate themselves by doing other things, including live sports streaming. Uh, and I think they have a deal with uh, with Snoop Dogg as part of this Fight Club thing that they do. Uh, but this is what they've been doing. And so they did Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., and it did phenomenal business. They're doing Jake Paul, Ben Askren this weekend, which is getting a lot of buzz. It makes perfect sense to them uh, for them, depending on the price tag, to go after Fight TV because they can continue in that live sports streaming genre. Um, I don't know when this is going to close. Probably not in time to, to do Paul Askren on Fight, or do you know that? It is. It is. It is on fight. It's been on fight. The whole oh, time. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. So Tyson that's, that's was how as I'm well? watching. It. That's how I'm watching it this weekend. Is on fight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. And and let me tell you, as far as a pro wrestling platform, there were a lot of people. I, I had an AEW wrestler message me today and was like buzzing about this, and they were like, "Man, I scoffed at the Flips app when it started." And I think we, I think a lot of us did when Jeff Jarrett's like. Global Force Wrestling, New Japan, the Flips app. Like we were a lot of like, oh boy, Global Force Gold. Uh, meanwhile, Jeff Jarrett's about to make six figures off a podcast now. So the guy, the guy finds a way to stick around. But Fight emerged from the Flips app, and boy, did that that just like completely that that rebirth. It changed the game. I mean, quite pun not intended, but for Game Changer Wrestling, mm-hmm. like they became. I don't know if it was sustainable because of that, but Mike Weber, who runs a lot of that stuff, was glowing about them to me. Look at look at Impact Wrestling on there. Look at All In when it was on there. Like there were a whole lot of of important moments on that fight app, and I'm hoping that continues. I'm hoping that continues because it's a very important platform for pro wrestling, especially, and they're very easy to deal with from a media perspective. So uh, I'm I'm pretty partial to them there, but. That's yeah. cool. They they also acquired Amplify, which was a, a data analytics company that they were using already as part of Triller. So they acquired them, meaning that now instead of licensing them, licensing them, they have them. Fight TV, I guess, is the same thing. Instead of paying them a cut now, it's going to be all, all be kept in-house. So uh, so good for Triller. I mean, they found a niche. And uh, Tyson Jones, I think, did better than a lot of people thought it would. And so I'm curious to see how uh, Paul and Askren will do. Uh Another another uh, story related to, to MMA and fighting and all that stuff. McGregor and Poirier is official for July tenth. Sean, after all that stuff, do you think it was after to all just, that stuff? Do you think it was to build the fight? Because I think it yes. was. Yes, I, I, I w- wouldn't surprise me if he'd already signed. Wouldn't surprise me. But uh, July ten is the rubber match. Who you got? Connor. I think Connor will win. You think Connor will win? So to me, it's going to come down to Connor's focus. Uh, I don't know if, if if you know this, if you might have heard about this, but Connor no longer owns Proper 12. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, he sold yeah, it. He sold he it, sold. yeah. So, uh, so maybe he's got more money, but he's got less distraction. Yeah. So if he goes in, because Connor McGregor, one thing I'll say about him, he's a very intelligent fighter. Yes. And he's really good at, uh, you know, with, with game film and strategy, like, like George St. Pierre, George St. Pierre had that too. Really good at kind of picking apart an opponent in terms of strategy and weaknesses and stuff. McGregor's excellent at that. He yes, didn't he do much going into fight two. Like, I feel like he didn't, he was, he was eating leg kicks all, all night long. And so 
if he goes in focus, I think McGregor's got it. But if he's distracted and, you know, he's got all this other shit going oh, on. I think, yeah, I think he's focused now. When he loses, he gets focused. He gets focused, again. right. He gets very focused. And there's, I mean, this is a big month because we got the big UFC show at the end of the month too. Uh, let's let's get into some of the super chats because uh, I, I've neglected those because, boy, let me tell you, the, the Evil East news is a flying in and some other interesting messages. But Misfit says someone actively losing because it isn't worth it isn't a locker room problem and needs to be traded, not the right people or right story. Um, yes, I agree. Like, what what is this about? Data Brooke. Oh, yes. Now, now, now here's the thing. For sure. I would love to know Sean Rossat. Did she say that on the fly? Did she say that I think on they the both fly? Did. They and, both did. They both and, did. And the mic just happened to pick it up. That they said it on the fly. They, that was the whole thing. I think it was instructed. Not worth it. Not worth it. Type. Okay. Of thing. If that was instructed, if 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 they were told when you walk out, say not worth it. Yeah. Then whoever whoever made that decision needs to find another line of work. Yeah. Because when you're in a nine title match, the idea is if we win, we get a title shot, and the mentality is supposed to be if you're the champion, you make more money. Yes. And so they basically just said, "Fuck the titles." You know what I mean? It's yes. terrible. They should never earn another title shot again. And next week they will because Nia Jax is embarrassed. She slipped. So next week they'll get a title shot. We also have Evan Wright says, the kids are here. Sean, I need you taking this Evil East stuff. Seems like a self-destruction, but how much have you heard? Buddy, I have heard a lot. I have heard an awful lot. Um, I've heard an awful lot for about a month. And it's finger pointing and... The only finger going back at AEW has been Ivelisse so far. I have not had anybody go to bat for Ivelisse, which I don't know. I mean, I've been a self-destructive person in the past too. And yeah, yes. hope you have. I've remedied you, you that work, situation. Yeah, as if. Well yeah. before I ever met you. I'm phenomenal at helping people. I, I Yeah, but <laughs> hopefully that's not what defines her. And Evan says, Alex's review ruled. Yes, it did. Dilo says, Super Chat pulled an Adam Cole. You ain't shit. Yeah. NXT was good. Alex was great last night. Heck yeah, man. Can KO interfere and stun Jake? I, th- I think they could be going to Jake and Logan against Sammy and KO later this year. That could be fun. I mean, they could. They had them on television. Yeah. You know, I think could. that could be a lot of fun. Um, we have... JJ saying, what's the point in splitting up the Hurt Business with Corbin? And now two former members of Retribution, Hurt Business was over and not now. Corbin is not in the Hurt Business. Uh, MVP clarified that. What was the point? There was no point. None. Not a bit. It was Vince just changing his mind over and over. Yeah. I mean, when you basically show up to the building and then you decide what you're going to do, and we're going to get to that later when when I I made reference to Hunter saying something stupid uh, in an interview, whatever. We'll get to that later. When you get to the building and you just decide what you're going to do on a whim, these are the kind of things that you end up uh, as a viewer seeing on television. That's basically it. Yeah, uh, we have – gosh, there's just so many messages flying in. TMK says, we need KO, Edge, and Sammy in a stable where they buy into the theory of getting screwed over and what WWE is screening the Canadians. I feel like yeah. they've done something like that before. I mean, they did I- the uh, – what did they do? They, they, the Un-Americans and all that. But The Un-Americans, I yes. feel – I mean – Kevin Owens like buying in and being like, no, Sammy, you were right. I think there's something to that. And Edge being like wide-eyed, like coke-faced. You're both right. You're both right. And I'm feeling it too. Like, <laughs> you, I think you they said would be. It, I didn't. You said it, I didn't. 
I mean, I'm not saying he does Coke, but I'm just saying <laughs> it should be implied on TV. He means yeah. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah, I've up since Sunday, and yeah, I too agree. Much too much sugar. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, Evan Wright says, need Jimmy's thoughts on that Priest loss on Raw. And Nicholas says, do you guys see Damian Priest being the next megastar? Sorry if this is off topic. Yeah. It's not off topic. We're going to talk about it. I hated that loss. I don't care that it was a handicap. I don't care that he battled a third person. Do I think he could be a star? Yes, but not with booking like that. So I posted something on on Twitter on Monday night about how I crave fresh matchups. You know, I didn't want to see Riddle and Sheamus at Mania. They they wrestled so many times. I didn't want to see Big E and Apollo Crews. Not that they couldn't be good matches. We've seen them a million times. I didn't want to see Lashley Riddle on Raw. I don't need to see Lashley Drew McIntyre again at Fastlane or, or Backlash. I want to see fresh matchups. When you look at who could be in line for Bobby Lashley on Raw, there's not a lot of guys because they don't protect anybody. And so Damian Priest is one guy you could have looked at and said, okay, this guy's got the rub off Bad Bunny now. They got a shit ton of of mainstream coverage. All you got to do is just give him a good run and you've got your next challenger for Bobby Lashley. And then what do they do? They have him, like every other babyface, look like an idiot going out there saying, I will absolutely take you on in a two-on-one. Let's do it right now while you're in street clothes and I'm in my gear. And you're in street clothes, and then I'm going to be a fool, get distracted, and get rolled up by a guy in his underwear. They made him look like an idiot. And we've long talked about one of the issues is that there are too many fans that are so devoted to the product that they will defend everything. And I saw a lot of people on social media that were saying, well, yeah, he lost, but uh, he lost in a two-on-one handicap. These are the reasons they don't have any bankable baby faces on the roster. This is the reason they make them all look like idiots. I could not, quite frankly, not a lot surprises me anymore, Sean. When they announced the two-on-one, I thought, okay, Priest is going to be one more showcase, and then they're going to end the program and move on. So I thought Priest was going to go out, lay waste to both of them. They could at least uh, uh, try to just defend it by saying, well, Miz and Morrison were in their street clothes, and, and uh, they weren't ready, whatever. That's what I thought they were going to do. Yes. And then he gets rolled up and pinned like a moron. And so now they're going to continue with the program again. Ah, the whole thing's stupid. It's incredibly stupid. I didn't like it. I went off about it on on Monday night, and uh, that's where I'll leave those thoughts because we have a bunch of super chats. Some stupid <laughs> says, can't watch the show live, but wanted to pop in to contribute to a pair of legends. Finally joined Fightful on Select. Just, just a little hint, guys. We never call it Patreon. We always call it Select because eventually we're going to get the fuck off of Patreon. But he says... Got me more excited than Blue Chew and Magic Spoon on my Helix mattress. (laughs) Let me tell you, buddy. He's getting manscaped uh, using Surfshark. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Bezos says, just donating to remind you all that Sasha Banks is not even in her 30s, and she's already a goat, and that video of her on the floor smiling is just an ace. Well, she's not on the floor crying anymore around WrestleMania time, so that's great. That was a great moment, and yeah. and uh, and and one other thing that I I posted on on social media over WrestleMania, I despise when people use the word fake when it comes to pro wrestling. And fortunately, fortunately, our audience they understand and they and they don't. A lot of people outside the business refer to it as fake. I hate when I hear that because it means the world to those people. And when you saw Rhea Ripley on the stage, here's a girl who was in limbo for a long time when they called her up, hasn't been in front of a live crowd for a year. There she was on the stage listening to the national anthem, knowing that she was going to win the Raw Women's Championship the next night, and she was in tears. And you saw Bianca and Sasha. What a great moment with those two. 
an amazing moment when they were in the ring and Bianca couldn't contain herself for a minute and Sasha almost lost it too. Yep. It was a great moment. And, and it just goes to show that this, you know, this stuff is important to them and is real to them. We have some more people chiming in on priest. Matt McClure says he should have been in the triple threat. Which that would have been fantastic. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the, Cause he won the main event. Yeah. So why not make it a four way? That would have been fantastic. And yep. say, this guy is on their level. Yep. Even don't factor him into this decision, yep. but show that he's on the level. Yep. Pezo says when people defending the priest stuff, my immediate report retort was, would they do that to rock or Austin? And no one had anything to say. What people will do is they'll point to like the Dudley boys beating them. Let me tell you, bud, the Dudley boys in 99, 2000 edge and Christian in 99, 2000 different level than Ms. Morrison. Ms. hasn't won a singles match in like in a year without cheating. And 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 again, because we talked about this in the past, it was a completely different situation. Rock beat one of them. He didn't get pinned. He went through a table after the guy that he he had already pinned came back in to make it a double team yeah. for the for the completely different situation. Guys, uh, leave a thumbs up. Send your super chats in. We got a lot more. Jimmy Fingers nineteen <laughs> says, "Do you think Bray Wyatt gets upset getting beat like he does, especially after his last buildup, or do you think he just shrugs his shoulders? How can anyone take the Fiend character serious?" I think by now he's used to it, but I had talent that told me that they went up to him and were like, man, I'm sorry, during WrestleMania weekend. I could see him being very frustrated, but very used to it. And not, not unlike Shelton Benjamin's twit, uh, tweet. Yeah. Uh, I could see him being very frustrated, but very used to it. He, uh, I, I recall when he was on one of these radio shows, uh, I don't know, Open Anthony or whatever. He was on, maybe it was Sam Roberts, way back when uh, I think he had got beat by Cena at Mania. Because he was hot before he got beat by Senior Mania. And I remember he was on one of those radio uh, interviews and he was smiling, saying, uh, The best is yet to come. And he went on to do absolutely nothing of note after that. Yeah. So I feel like he's optimistic and I feel like he's hopeful, but uh, they have cut his legs out and uh, repeatedly. Yeah. And, and, you know, something else the fact that on Raw, he made reference as Bray Wyatt, he made reference to saying, I feel reborn. He had just been reborn. And and the like fiend, the day before, and Jimmy the fiend is the fourth rebirth of Bray Wyatt in general, yes. and they've done like three or four rebirths of that. Yes, it's exactly. so bad. Yeah, exactly. here and George says, "Who do I have winning between McGregor and Poirier and Usman Masvidal?" Any update on Keith Lee? Uh, Lee is not cleared. I have Usman winning easily, and McGregor winning a very good fight over Poirier. This is going to be a really good summer of fights because Dana White is out there swinging his dong around because he's got fans back. Yep. And that's all he cares about right now. Yep. Uh, Rob Reed says, if Vince can't make up his mind about a six-month story with Fiend Alexa Orton, why would I think he cares about the Hurt Business? The Hurt Business was very good. Uh, the Fiend Alexa Orton sucked. It was terrible. And they, I was straight up told, and Jimmy, we can't say where the info come fr- came from, but you saw, I believe I, believe I sent you the, the yeah, conversation. It was very clear that there was never an end game for this, correct? Yeah, definitely. So, so Vince McMahon directly tweeted Sean. Or you always Sean. say that. It's it's not it's not <laughs> that bit's old, but it was. Right. Yeah, it was I did made abundantly it. clear. Yeah. there was never an end game for this. Gutierrez says, "Who do I got? Whitaker, Gaslam? People want to talk more about MMA and boxing than wrestling. That's what Whiteful is supposed to be after Sean. WrestleMania. Yeah, after right. WrestleMania, right? Uh, I've got Whitaker winning that as well. I, I, I like him a lot. Yep, I agree." Wild Boy says, proud to say I'm down 21 pounds. Losing my mom motivated me to get healthier. 80 or more to go. Hope this motivates someone else. My friend, you motivate me all the time. You have been through an awful lot over the past year. 
and we all we appreciate your friendship and your support. Uh, we love Wild Boy. He is a great dude. And uh, I'm going to have uh, Shandy from my team hit. Yep, I might interview you for GWG. Yeah, that would be great. He, yeah. he would be a really good one. He's yeah. such a such a wonderful dude. Justin Lopez says they totally ripped off Commander Aziz's name from Wesley Snipes' Commander Izzy. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. This whole thing was because Vince saw a trailer yeah. for Coming to America, I bet. I mean, they did it with Braun and Shane and the, and the goo the weekend after the Nickelodeon Awards. That's exactly what Jesus. it is. Jesus. Gutierrez says, I put $100 on Jake Paul. Askren striking isn't good. Now, that's fair. That's a good that's, bet. That's, a good that's bet. fair to say that, but you also have to understand, Ben Askren has been training striking for like 10 years. Just because it's not as good as, uh, I don't know, Masvidal? That's... I mean, you're, you're, we're talking about Masvidal, a guy who went from boxing on Kimbo fights in the backyard to BMF champion. Like, it ain't going to be as good as him. No, I know. I still, I still got Paul by decision, but we'll see. Yes. We'll see. Uh, Scott Young says, sent you an email about a job. Obviously, it's been a big, busy week and don't expect a response, but I wanted to check that you got it. I send those to a folder. I'll, I'll refer to them if we're, we're in a hiring situation, but I do keep all of those on file. So, yes, I would have gotten it. Uh, Zach Barber says even WCW in 93 was smart enough to strip the boss man of the boss name and transition him into the guardian angel. I think they had to. Yeah. That, was, think, a, that was a terrible gimmick too. Yeah. Guardian I don't, angel. I don't think they were smart enough to, I think WWE was like, uh, you better. Yes. Cause otherwise agree. they would have probably really have loved to have used that. I think, I think we got through this super chats. Yes, we did. Yeah. My God. Well, All right, almost, well, almost. Psych, Jimmy. Some stupid <laughs> punk says, correction, I'm on Fightful Select. It's amazing, the sheer <laughs> volume of content. Can't wait for my physical copy of the Fightful magazine. Jimmy, you're dang right I'm manscaped up. Hashtag smooth <laughs> criminal. Nice. We're working on issue two right now, and I've got some really good stuff lined up for that issue. Uh, and Sean's aware of some of it. And so, uh, uh, oh, there you go. There's issue one. It's available right now. It's a digital uh, only issue. I will make a print version uh, available, a limited edition, but uh, currently it's a, a digital version. Uh, Dream Match, John Cena, Conor McGregor, written by our own Alex Pulaski. <laughs> WrestleMania 37, The Hunt for History, about Bianca Belair and Edge, written by uh, Joel Halbert. Brandon Thurston predicts what WWE could get on the next rights fees. There's an interview that I did with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Molly Bell has a great article about Charlotte Flair. I've got a great story about Sergeant Slaughter and an LGN prototype. Lots of great stuff in details, which is a story about uh, uh, R-Truth telling the guy that he has a, a good good job prospects as a ring bell. Lots of great stories in there. Fightfulmag.com. And that's very unprofessional what you just did, Sean. You should mute yourself, Sean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Zach Barber says they were smart to do it on TV in front of the audience at Super Bowl. That is okay. That is a very good point, Zach. Sorry we misunderstood, but yeah, yes, they they transitioned in and out of there, and and I like that. Bezo Banks is trying to figure out what's a better time to bring back Becky than Mania. Makes no sense. Why are they adding Mania in front of pay per views now? They think it based on oh, what I, I heard. They think it's better for branding because. But if they could have had Becky Lynch, they would have had Becky Lynch. I do That's think it. somebody needs to remind her of the story of the boy who cried wolf. 
I've said that. I like. Oh, have, did you say that? Three, yeah, I, I, three times. That's. I mean, I get it. She's she's funny. She's a troll sometimes, but people are really excited to see her back. Like, and I, I don't know if she watches the show. I have no idea if she watches the show, but I feel like if she did, she would understand why it is that some people were bothered by that because they want her back because she's good. Mm-hmm. She's yep. really good and they need her back. Yep. And we we want to watch good stuff on WWE TV and it just isn't there right now. I'd like to think she she pays attention. I mean, especially with Rollins on the show, I'm sure she's yeah. paying attention. But uh okay, are there any more super chats you want to get to? Yeah, Brian F says people may mean that the athletic contest is fake. Yeah, but when people do that, they do it in a dismissive manner. Yes. That's, that's how that's how it happens. Especially and, casual fan or casual fans are like mainstream media reporters. They always kind of poke fun at it. Uh, and that's why I really respect guys like Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan's not a fan of pro wrestling, but he respects it. He understand yeah. he understands the the sacrifice on their bodies, the sacrifice on their schedules. And I, I like it when people, even if you're not a fan at least have enough of an understanding of what they go through. So you don't dismiss it. Yeah. Uh, Rob Wilkins, who uh, covers NXT for us now says, do you think that 50% of the ma- matches at mania backlash will be ma- rematches? I think guardian angels, a good gimmick. I joined a biker club at 11. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think we're probably going to see a whole lot of rematches. I mean, we are, we've already got Lashley drew locked up already. Yeah. And, and I mean, they didn't even have AJ and Omos on the show. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I and, uh, and okay. Bezo. I mean, I think this goes into our good and bad of WrestleMania. Yep. Who wants to know your thoughts on the Bailey segment with the Bellas? Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I understand that the Bellas are kind of company favorites, and and I'm not fans of the Bellas, but I respect their accomplishments because Total Bellas it did open up a new demographic to WWE. It 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 created a, a new revenue stream for WWE, a partnership with the entertainment. So I respect what they did. Uh, but the company definitely has very high regard for them. And so they, they put them in the spot that they put them in considering that Bailey was one of the MVPs of the company over the, over the COVID era. And some of those other MVPs like Drew McIntyre, like Sasha Banks, like Oscar were put in pretty prominent positions on mania. Bailey held the title for like a year straight and she was a throwaway. It's very unfortunate. There's a lot of other things they could have done with her. Uh, but what I wanted to highlight here, and and uh, I hate to come off like a broken record, but we see so many examples over and over and over again. When you look at the good and bad of WrestleMania, and I'm not going to do a full review. Sean's got them all on, on, on Fightful. You can go to YouTube.com slash Fightful. Everything's there. Night one, everybody universally likes. Night two, for the most part, what paled the comparison to night one, although there, there was good stuff. But when you look at what got rave reviews and what didn't for WrestleMania, the stuff that got rave reviews, Lashley McIntyre was really good. Cesaro Rollins was really good. Bad Bunny's match was surprisingly really good. And, and kudos to Miz and Morrison because uh, Bad Bunny ain't doing a Canadian destroyer, you know, if if, uh, if Morrison's not on his game. So kudos to those guys. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair was really good. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn was good. The Roman Reigns triple threat was good. All of those things were good because of the end ring, right? They weren't good because of a storyline. They were good because of the in-ring and all of the credit goes to the talent and to the producers. None of it goes to Vince McMahon. That stuff was good in spite of Vince McMahon because it was good because of the quality in the ring. When you look at what didn't get rave reviews at WrestleMania, Sean, what did people not like or complain about? Hulk Hogan is co-host. Bailey getting a, a shit, shit handling. 
Tamina and Natalia winning the tag team turmoil match. The finish of The Fiend and Randy Orton. No explanation for what a Nigerian drum fight is. Dabakato returning and we're supposed to make like we don't know who the hell he is. All of that stuff was creative decision. All of the stuff that people did not like at WrestleMania was creative decision greenlit by Vince McMahon. And that is the obvious difference. The stuff people liked and the stuff people didn't like, either Vince was involved or he wasn't. And some people are going to say, yeah, but Green, Vince McMahon greenlit those matches. So he deserves credit because he greenlit those matches. Almost the entire roster is good in the ring now. You could put almost any two people together in the ring, give them time, and it'll be good. And there are exceptions. Oscar Rhea Ripley didn't have chemistry. And, and it didn't work out. And that'll happen sometimes. Most of the time you put two guys in the ring and you give them 10, 15 minutes or longer, and it's going to be good. And it just so happened at mania. That's just what happened. The stuff people like was in ring. The stuff they didn't was creative. That's just how it is, man. That's just, that's just reality. I thought night one was so fun, but man, some of the stuff was tone deaf. The Bailey Becky thing, like not having Becky. Wow, was that a bad idea? Um, after the the reaction to Hogan night one, I would have had Hogan just completely piss off, and then with with Bischoff, and then Bailey go. Well, I guess I'm hosting this thing with you, Titus, and the fans would have loved it. Problem is, Vince McMahon does not know or see that. I bet he does now. Maybe he does now because <laughs> obviously there was booing, and and I had actually texted Sean. Uh, I think early into night one when Titus and Hogan came out, I texted Sean and I said, are you telling me they're sweetening the crowd? At like they, a, a, they were, they had to have been. They absolutely I don't, I don't wanna, were. I don't want to say, yeah, man. Yeah, they absolutely oh, were. But that's just kind of how it was. Now, I, I wanted to ask you, we already kind of talked about it. I was going to ask you about Randy Orton and The Fiend uh, because there was a lot of, you know, unknowns going into the weekend on that one. Yeah, I already kind of alluded to it. Um, so do you want to talk about it still, or do you want to just kind of move on? Which one is it? Which What is it? Sorry. Randy Orton and The Fiend about how they didn't know the finish going into they, the weekend. They didn't know the finish. They didn't. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll save the majority of that for the backstage report on Fightful Select. Um, that is a show that I put out every Sunday, Monday with a bunch of backstage news. But the, the finish changed. I don't know if the winner changed. I need to specify that. But the finish changed to the point to where I'll just, yeah. You, you, saw, you saw the discussions, Jimmy, and you know it was something that made people very, very upset. And uh, it's, it's, it's baffling that they went with that. And I know it's for some people, but it obviously is not for the masses or else people wouldn't be tuning out so much. So one part of the problem here when it comes to, we'll call it disorganized chaos Yeah. in terms of they're booking things last minute, they're booking things on the fly, Vince is changing his mind the day of the show in some cases. When we talk about that disorganized chaos, part of the problem to me is the public spin. And one example here, so Triple H was on the Token CEO podcast with Erica Nardini and he was, they got talking about how things change on the fly and all that. And Hunter laughed about it like he, he he tried to explain it in a jokey funny way which is a massive part of the problem and this is a quote from triple h he said there are moments in time where you're working with vince where because his mind is always going and always changing we laugh because you're about to walk through the curtain your music is playing and he's like oh no don't say that say this you're walking down the ramp like what am i supposed to say now hunter joked about it he said we laugh because you're about to walk through the curtain 
how is there a positive in that at all? How, 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 as a performer, are you supposed to, you know, get into what you're doing when you don't have a fucking clue. And when, as he said, your music's playing, you're about to walk through the curtain and Vince changes what you're supposed to do. How was that good? How was that funny? You know what I mean? It, it, it goes back to you constantly saying it over and over again. 75 year old guy should not be in the head, be the head of creative, especially for a company that is trying to, to appeal to that demographic, to a younger demographic. Yeah, which is very true. I mean, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in the job. Uh, but there's another side of this coin that I wanted to ask you your opinion on. So, um, okay, we know about the Orton Fiend thing where they were in the dark. Uh, Matt Riddle was on the bump. This was prior to Mania. He was on the bump, and he indicated that no one tells him anything. He said he never knows what's going on. He feels like he's the Fightful last one to know. Com. So here's my question for you. How accountable is the talent? Because I would like to know they can't be accountable. They got to do what they're told, Jimmy. I mean, they got to do what they're told. But but here's here's my point. So Riddle says, you know, uh, no one tells me anything. I'm the last one to know. Is Riddle as an example? Is he going to Vince? Is he going to Pritchard? Is he hounding them? Or why, is he why would you go? Back- here's the here's how it works. Why would you go to Vince? Why would you go to Vince knowing that it's going to take you four hours to maybe get a meeting with him? Maybe if you're lucky, get a meeting with him. It's just, it doesn't, what good does it do? Like four hours and nothing will change. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and that's possible. So I can't, it's hard for me to put my, my, myself in the shoes of, of a top talent in WWE. Cause I'm not a top talent in WWE, but they try man, they try, they voice their displeasure. How, how do they voice their displeasure? In a, in a variety of ways, going to Vince when they can, when they can get a meeting with him, uh, telling agents, telling writers, they they do. I mean, plenty of them do. Do all of them? No. Do do all of them about everything? No. Sometimes you got to choose your battles. But, I guess that's fair. But I mean, like I- to imply that like most of the talent just is like whatever they want creative stuff. No, I didn't. They I didn't imply stuff. that. I was asking you how yeah, accountable I mean, are the guys? They try. They yeah. try. I, uh, we got a bunch of super chats. I am Lucha says it's like Vince is the uncle at Thanksgiving that makes the inappropriate jokes, making the significant others of his grandkids uncomfortable. He's been doing that for years. Looking back at his uh, Booker T segment, Rob Reed says Titus could have easily hosted Mania by himself. He was way over. Their tone definitely comes to Hogan. Titus was mega over, and that he's, was he's such a good ambassador. They never use him. I just he's so well spoken. I just did an interview with the former Sinkara, uh, the former Hunico, put it over Titus so hard. I think everybody loves Titus, I think. Everybody does. Yeah. And the thing, too, Titus and Batista are like best friends. Yes. Like, how were they not trying to leverage Titus more often? Leverage Batista know. if you can. You know what I mean? There's there's so many wasted opportunities in the company. Justin Lopez says, night one was definitely better. I was shocked with how much Roman was booed. I was legit the only one in my section cheering for him. It worked. Yes. What they've done has worked. Credit to WWE for that, for all the the, the criticism we can levy about other things. Yep. This has worked. And now, Jimmy, he is the guy they always wanted him to be. It's just he doesn't get the reaction they wanted years ago, but he gets the reaction he should for the performance that he should, and I love it. And now I don't know if it's because people don't like him or because people are appreciating the heel work. That's what I do. If I go there and I appreciate somebody's heel work, I'm going to boo them because I don't want WWE to be like, whoa, Elias got cheered. Time to turn him babyface. You know. I remember WrestleMania 3 
and and boy, am I ever aging myself. WrestleMania three, I had to go to an arena to watch the show on closed circuit. And I was rooting for Andre the giant. Like I was very openly vocally rooting for Andre the giant. And, uh, and uh, I remember in my section, I I was, people were kind of, you know, chirping me a little bit because I was pulling for Andre and then Andre slams them and pins them. But in that, in that case, I wasn't booing Andre or Hogan. Sorry. I wasn't booing Andre because I liked him. I was rooting for Andre. Yeah. But, uh, but that's what happened. Christian says Orlando magic have 4,000 fans at games, not making the NBA playoffs. Could be there for the summer. They've already got a deal with the Yingling center, but I would have tried if you could, put a situation where fans can come and you can set up, reuse those cardboard cutouts you have. I would have done that, but they didn't go ahead. I was going to ask you, have you heard anything about them having live fans at T? Nope, not yet. Nothing. eh? Okay. Not yet. Uh, I've, I've heard that maybe there are some plans to hopefully get some in there, but that, that there were plans last June. So uh, Hannah says, I don't think that they get that fans love Bailey too. I know that she's supposed to be a heel, but all that did was make the Bellas seem like the heels. It really yep. did. Yeah, I mean, Vince is not plugged into online at all. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's not plugged into the smart fan. Bruce Pritchard isn't either. Bruce Pritchard doesn't have a clue what's going on. He He's more plugged in than others, but I think he's been more detached since he has gotten this gig and is no longer – he no longer lives and dies by the Conrad podcast and staying interactive. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like I – the problem is, is even if they have writers on the roster that are plugged in, they're going to be overruled anyway. Yeah. That's the problem. So, like, there, who knows if one of the writers went to bat for Bailey yeah. and said, we should do this with Bailey. Vince doesn't green light it. It doesn't matter anyway. Bill Hemmett says, is it Vince's fault Charlotte gets heat from the fans or are people always down on her? Can Alex have a blue shoe read for Tuesdays? Um, they they prefer <laughs> me to do those. So uh, oh, that's that might how that be is. Interesting. Might be interesting. Maybe we'll give I mean, a freebie. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I, I mean – yeah, kind of Vince's fault. He books it. He's got the say so. I think that people reject the corporate choice. Yeah. And and the reason that they booed Roman is because Roman was the corporate choice. The reason some people don't like Charlotte, Charlotte is great. How can you not say Charlotte is great? She's she's incredible. Good in the ring, great promo, great present. She's a package. But she's been pushed hard most of her career, if not her whole career, because she's she's a corporate choice and people get turned off by that. But uh I think it's unfair. I think Charlotte is excellent. Gutierrez says, thoughts on the Anderson Silva, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. boxing match. I think Julio is going to beat his ass. Yeah. I know I know that you, you you enjoy the spectacle because you and I have talked about this, and I know that you kind of enjoy it. I mean, it's money, whatever. If Anderson can make a payday, that's fine. Some of these, you know, joke fights, whatever. I don't really care. Jake Paul, quite frankly, I hope Aspen drops him. I, I want more of these freak show fights. I want. Them. I know. It, I know you do. It, it does very good for us. I am the yeah. Luchas' happy Wednesday fightful family. The product's constantly sucking, but somehow staying in the black means our cries are heard but ignored. How do we fans, media, get investors to listen? You don't watch. That's it. You don't watch. Because yeah. that's when you're going to have the quarterly calls, and you're going to have investors saying, Vince, what are you doing? And then he's going to throw some shit like Raw Underground and Retribution at the wall. He's going to say we have uh, more eyeballs on the product than we ever have. <clears throat> and and it really yes. is funny because they continue to get more profitable despite the dwindling popularity. It's it's yeah. amazing. I mean, now they've got the Peacock deal. And so the yeah. next earnings call now, they're going to pump the Peacock deal. Looks like That's we'll be probably wrapping up with some super chats. But 
Uh, Nick says, never pitch something to Vince when he's eating. There are a lot of weird things like that. Like I didn't know that he doesn't like nodding. I should make a point of like, because I, I do nod a lot Like when you're talking. I'll nod a lot, you know? With, that's that's an inside joke with me and Jeremy about the bump. Like, it's this the whole time. Oh, yeah? See, I don't watch that so, at all. We, we constantly rib Denise, and we're like, you got to get your nods in. You get ready <laughs> if, you, if you're ever going to work for them. Uh, yeah, it turns out Vince doesn't like nodding. Keon Keon says, SRS and Mr. Van, I agree with you, Mr. Van. Every talent should watch Jericho Stone Cold podcast. Is there a part where Jericho says when you're on TV, it's your time? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I've said that in the past. Yeah. Like, like make good of everything that you're given. And, uh, and I've talked for so long about, it. if you have any stroke at all, I understand if you're Rhea Ripley, everybody was shitting on her promo on raw. Rhea, yeah. But Rhea Ripley, she just won the title. She's 24 years old. She's going to do whatever the hell they tell her to do. But if you are somebody that's got tenure, if you're somebody that's got stroke, I'll be very honest with you, Sean. I don't know what was said to Bobby Lashley, about splitting up the hurt business. I don't know what was said. Bobby Lashley is in his 40s. He's made his money. He was a WWE champion. I would have dug in. I would have said, you're not doing it, and that's it. That's it. You're not splitting it up, and that's it. And I don't know what was said, but obviously it wasn't enough, and he he went along with it. I wish more guys would kind of dig in a little bit because they don't. I mean, that's just yeah. how it is. Dante V says, I'm late. Did I miss Ivelisse talk? I just hope it doesn't affect Diamante. She deserves better. Will not affect Diamante from what I understand. Yes, she did. It was near the beginning of the show, but buddy – I've got so many people in my inbox right now about this, including Ivelisse herself getting back to me, which I do appreciate. I mean, yeah. Uh, Bezo Banks says, despite the, the Hurt Business all saying they didn't want to break up and he still did it, just shows he doesn't listen to the talent. Yeah, and that talent was very upset, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I saw Lashley, Lashley did an interview and he said, it hurt my heart, he said. Yeah, and I and I would love to know what stopped him from saying "fuck off." I'm not doing it. Yeah, you're the WWE champion. You've got clout, man. You know. Yep. So what I'd else? Like what else we got? We got a couple more minutes. Let's talk Very... about NFTs. Oh God. So do you know what an NFT is? Uh, no, barely. Okay, so an NFT is a non fungible token, and look, I want a non fightable token. <laughs> we could make them. Yeah. So let's make some. Let's there's... make some of these. <laughs> we could we could take I'll, clips from the list and your boy turn it into an NFT. We I could. want to be totally fungible. Absolutely, I can't do totally fungible. Eric Bischoff, Bischoff. trademark totally. Yes, fun. he did. Yes, did he did. It. I yeah. want to be completely fungible. Fungible that fungible. <laughs> FTF. That's so you what know we're what? doing. There, and, 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 and <laughs> this is another one that you'll you'll appreciate, Jimmy. Fiend versus Randy drizzling shit i got this it. person this person also saw that conversation yeah i got it so uh there's a ton of ways that people can make money in the world and nfts is a new way i'm not into it i'm just not uh yeah. it's not for me it's been lucrative for people so what an nft is essentially is is a certificate of authenticity that's yeah. essentially what it is. I've, I've had people uh, reference it to me as being like the deed to a house because you don't actually have the house. Yeah. You have the right to the house or you have like the certificate of authenticity. It's like a digital trading card. WWE just released some Undertaker NFTs. Uh, one of them was uh, Taker throwing Mick Foley off the Hell in a Cell cage and it sold for, they claim $100,000. Uh, and the reason I say they claim $100,000 is because I saw somebody post online about how uh, there might have been some kind of a glitch or error or something, so I don't know if that's legitimate. But that—that's what the what the what the thing currently says. 
We've seen big ones. LeBron James, there was a dunk on NBA Top Shot, sold for $208,000. Here's the thing you got to remember about NFTs. You don't actually own the footage. So you don't actually own the IP to the underlying asset. That means that if you paid $100,000 for that Undertaker NFT, you don't own the clip of Taker throwing Mick Foley off. If they play that on Raw, you're not getting a fee. You know what I'm saying? You should, though. You should. That's stupid. Yeah, but you don't. And and that's why, to me personally... I don't, I'm not into NFTs personally. They're like digital trading cards. And, yes, and if, and if people pointless. are into them, cool. Yeah, they're, they're I'm not pointless. into it. Yeah. yeah. Instead, guys, get those fuckable tokens, Blue Chew <laughs> Manscaped. Guys, thank you all so much. I have to end the show. I got a quiz to go lose. Quick question for you. What? AEW Dynamite's got the night to themselves this week. What are they doing viewership-wise on TNT? Who cares? 850,000. Fightful review, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.